Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for August 19th, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, we have five new videos up on the blog. So I'm going to do them in kind of the order that I posted them because it's a mix of uh, UFC and WWE. Okay, so for starters... Uh, I've got the match video of the three-brand battle royal from last from uh, Friday's episode of SmackDown. So the winner gets a shot at Bayley's SmackDown Women's Championship. So on Monday's Raw, Asuka was in the promo for this match. And I was surprised she was in this match. It had already been taped. So would the, wouldn't the WWE have wanted Asuka's appearance to be a surprise? So lately, we've been hearing about miscommunication between WWE creative and production, and I think that's what happened. So the, it's like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, right? So I think Asuka's appearance in the promo was a mistake. So the thing I noticed is the WWE did not post that promo on YouTube. They even ran it twice during the show, right? And when they announced the Battle Royal participants on um, Friday, Asuka was not mentioned, though they said there may be surprise entrants. So Asuka was the only surprise entrant. So, look, it's not something I would have done, okay? But since they did it, okay, it's obvious she was supposed to win. If she's in it, she's going to win it, right? So until the finish, the Battle Royal was nothing special, which is actually pretty normal for WWE Battle Royal. So high spots included Bianca Belair tossing Tamina over the top rope. So Tamina must be at least 50 pounds heavier than Bianca, all right? So Asuka did very little for the first half of the match. And I've noticed this about her in Battle Royals before. She doesn't, she kind of lays low for a while because she knows the end is the most important. So the final four, you got Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Tegan Knox and Dana Brooke. So after Tegan gets some shine, you know, doing stuff to both Asuka and Shayna, Dana emerges from under the ring where she has been hiding. And after she and Tegan are eliminated, uh, both by Shayna, I think, uh, that leaves Asuka versus Shayna. So obviously this is a tease to, you know, they're going to have a program coming up pretty soon, I think. So if you recall, when Asuka won the Royal Rumble, they had her do the finish on the ring apron. Okay, so listen, that's very risky because you, you, you know, she's supposed to win, but let's say she makes a mistake and she falls to the floor. That's it, she's out. You can't undo that. So, uh, so they had her do that in this match. So uh, Asuka executed this perfectly, boy. You know, she, she doesn't make mistakes. That's the whole point. That's why she's so good. She either doesn't make mistakes or she, if a mistake is made, she knows how to cover it up. All right. So Bailey and Sasha get involved, but Asuka knocks them down with a sliding knee. Bailey grabs her leg. Asuka seems to drop on the, to the floor, but she's standing on Bailey and Sasha, so she doesn't actually hit the floor. So she gets back on the apron. Shayna attempts her... Uh, cur curfew to clutch, but uh, Asuka pulls her over the top rope and wins. That, you know, Shayna is not small. I mean, that took a lot of strength to do that. So now Asuka has two title matches at SummerSlam. 
Okay, so considering the BS that WWE pulled on Asuka at Extreme Rolls, I have no problem with her winning both titles, okay? So there are fans who will whine about her having two title shots. Oh, they should elevate somebody else. Well, like I said, I would not have, I would not, but these are the, but um, these are the same morons who whined after the WWE did Asuka dirty at Extreme Rules and at other times. So maybe they want some cheese with that whine. Look, like I said, I would not have put her in the Battle Royal in the first place, but since they did it, she should win it. And for all I know, she's going to end up winning two titles. I have no idea. So, uh, starting... So I didn't think... Yeah, yeah, I just didn't think it was necessary, okay? Anyway, that, that video is up on the blog. So then we had, on Saturday, we had uh, the UFC show. Uh, and there were two matches on the prelims, women's matches. The first was Verna Yandaroba versus Felice Herrig. That is at strawweight. Uh, Verna is 32 years old from uh, Bahia, Brazil. She trains at her home gym, hometown gym, Academia Fight House, owned by veteran fighter Renato Valame. She is a former Invicta strawweight champion. Um, you know, Verna's main skill is judo. Her striking is subpar. We, we saw her lose to uh, Carla Esparza, but remember, she came in on late, late notice on that one, short notice on that one. Uh, Felice is 35 years old from Chicago. She is returning from reconstructive knee surgery. Felice is mainly a kickboxer. Apparently, Felice was forced to move to a new gym when her coach, Jeff Curran, was forced to close his gym due to COVID-19. And, I, you know, I don't think her new coach was with her either. So I didn't like the sounds of that. And sure enough, Verna took Felice down and Felice was unable to escape. And Verna won with a first round armbar. So she got a performance bonus for that. Obviously, that was a dominant win, but I need to see her try that against better competition. I really don't know where Felice goes from here. I mean, it just was not good. Uh, the other fight uh, was uh, also at strawweight, Lavinia Souza versus Ashley Yoder. Okay, Lavinia is 29 years old from Sao Paulo, Brazil. She trains with her home, at her hometown gym, Team Maximo, owned by Vinicius Maximo and his brother, Kleber Maximo. Uh, Lavinia is a former Invicta strawweight champion. Uh, Ashley is 32 years old from Murrieta, California. She trains at Dan Henderson's Team Quest, but her coach for this fight was Kieran Fitzgibbon of Combat Sports Academy. It was announced on the broadcast that Ashley signed a new four-fight UFC contract. Okay, Ashley has a 2-4 and four UFC record. Her main characteristic is she doesn't do enough to win fights. All her fights are close. She is 1-2 and two in split decisions. So Ashley has a significant height and reach advantage in this fight, but you wouldn't know it by the way she fought. The first thing she does is climb on, to, uh, climb on Lavinia's back, but she's too high and she falls off, and Lavinia controls her on the ground for a while. Now, see, Lavinia, the thing about her, she doesn't do enough to win fights either. So one would think Ashley would have a striking advantage because of her reach advantage, but she doesn't throw enough. And Lavinia is tearing up her leg with kicks, so... I scored the first two rounds 10-9 for Lavinia. Round two was closer, and some scored for Ashley. Uh, all three judges scored the first two rounds 10-9 for Lavinia. Now, after round two, Fitzgibbon yelled at Ashley. Okay, but it was too late. 
She's already down two rounds, and she's not a finisher. So Ashley was better in round three, but it wasn't enough. I scored the fight 29-28 for Lavinia. Two of the judges scored it the same, and the third scored it 30-27 for Lavinia. It was a close fight because neither fighter did enough, and Ashley was marginally worse. Okay, So Lavinia continues to call out Mackenzie Dern, who is a big deal in Brazil. That's why she's calling her out. And other... And, and I don't see her beating Mackenzie Dern, by the way. And other than her looks, I don't see anything to justify a four-fight contract for Ashley Yoder. Now, these two Brazilian fighters, Lavinia and Verna, have some similarities. And the main similarities is they're both from um, uh, small town, uh, small cities in uh, regions of Brazil. Like uh, um, uh, Lavinia is from uh, Sao Paulo and um, um, Verna is from uh, Bahia. They also both fight for hometown gyms. Now, the thing, uh, it's like I said, uh, economically speaking, they're not going to leave their hometowns, okay? They're going to stay with those gyms. Keep in mind, they mean a lot to those gyms because those two are the only UFC fighters in either of those gyms. So they, they are used to promote that gym and get people coming to that gym. So... Uh, that's very similar. I think Verna is a better fighter, especially with the kind of judo that she has. Lavinia's problem, I saw the same problem with her in Invicta. She just doesn't do enough to win fights. She, I'd like to see her be more aggressive. She just isn't. I don't know what to tell you about that. It's a very strange thing. Okay? All right. So next video is from Monday Night Raw. It is Shayna Baszler and Asuka versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. So, uh, so this is supposed to lead to Asuka getting two title shots at SummerSlam. Uh, Sasha and Bailey come out and brag about how this will be so easy. It'll be like a night off. See, the, 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 <laughs> this sets up them probably losing both matches, okay? Because I don't know why anybody would think Asuka was an easy opponent. <laughs> It's just absurd, all right? Anyway, Shayna comes out and says she doesn't care who wins as long as she gets the next title shot. Asuka tells her to fight with her now before we fight later. But the match is interrupted when Nia Jax breaks through the plexiglass and attacks Shayna. Nia is supposed to be on suspension. Uh, the two fight to the back. Asuka is left alone. And Sasha and Bailey think she's easy pickings. This is part of their problem, though. Uh, they, they beat her up, but they can't finish her off. So Shayna returns and gets the hot tag, and that leads to the finish with Shayna winning with the Kurafuda Clutch. Now, later on, Shayna and her pals, Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke, appear on Raw Underground. Marina wins a match. Naya appears on Raw Underground, but decides not to fight. I'm sure we'll see something on that in the future. Last night's Raw, that, that night's Raw was one of the screwiest episodes I have ever seen. They did a lot of really weird stuff that didn't work. Okay, so this was the final show to be taped at the WWPC. Beginning with um, uh, Friday SmackDown, all shows will be live at the Amway Center in Orlando. They are claiming they will have enhanced crowd effects that they are calling Thunderdome. I mean, I don't know what it's going to be like, you know. Uh, and I know, I, and because uh, Raw Underground and Retribution are kind of 
not part of the presentation. I don't know what they're going to do with it. So we'll see what it's like. I may hate it. Who knows? But I don't know. Now, as for SummerSlam, I will say what I said last week. It makes no sense to have Asuka win that battle royal and come out of SummerSlam empty-handed. Okay? I would feel differently if Asuka wasn't in the battle royal. And then they have another pay-per-view type show a week later in Payback, which... I don't know why they're doing that. Supposedly, they're trying to compete with AEW or something like that. Okay, I'll get to my preview of the, of the WWE shows in a minute, but I have one uh, more fight to look at, and that is um, Cheyenne Bays versus Hillary Rose from last night's Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. Okay, so this fight is at Strawweight. Uh, the video's up on my blog. Last week when there was a video that I needed, it wasn't around, so... Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't with uh, the Contender Series. So uh, Cheyenne is 25 years old from South Africa. She and her fighter husband, J.P. Bays, uh, moved to Dallas to train at Fortis MMA with Saif Saud. Uh, Hillary is 27 years old from Newton, Massachusetts. She trains with UFC fighter Joe Lozon. Now, I saw Cheyenne's most recent fight in LFA uh, on UFC Fight Pass, she won by unanimous decision, but I didn't think she was aggressive enough. Uh, in this fight, she seems to have corrected that. So her striking was a lot better. Hillary had nothing for her. Uh, Cheyenne almost got a finish in round three with her striking, but when Hillary goes down, Cheyenne tries to take her back instead of pounding her, which probably would have got her a finish. Paul Felder points this out in, on commentary, and I'm sure Saud noticed it as well, and he will make appropriate corrections. Uh, Cheyenne wins by unanimous decision. She got her UFC contract. Obviously, a finish would have been uh, clinched, clinched it, but I thought her performance, along with her looks and charisma, was enough to earn the contract. She seemed overexcited, but I'll give her a pass on that until we see her in her first official UFC fight. Okay, so all those videos are up on the blog, okay? All right, so this weekend is a busy, busy, busy weekend. Holy macaroni. First, let's start with the UFC. We've got a UFC show on Saturday night. There are two women's matches on the show. Uh, the, uh, the first one, which is on the uh, main card, is uh, Maria Agapova versus Shayna Dobson. And this is at Flyweight. Uh, Maria... Uh, is from Kazakhstan. She is training now at American Top Team in Florida. And, uh, you know, she was in the Contender Series. She lost in the Contender Series. Then she went to Invicta, and they decided to bring her back uh, to the UFC. I think it was a short-notice fight, if I remember correctly. But she did win the fight, okay? Uh, Shayna Dobson uh, was in Tough 26. Um, you know, she's on a three-fight losing streak now. Uh, but she switched camps. She's now training at Elevation Fight Team in uh, Denver, Colorado. Um, she really needs a win, okay? I don't know if, if they're going to cut her if she loses here, but uh, Maria got off to a good start, so we'll just uh, have to see how it goes. Uh, I don't like Shayna's chances in this fight, okay? The second fight is Mizuki <laughs> versus Amanda Limos. Okay, so Mizuki, uh, I've been familiar with her for a long time, okay? She's now 26 years old. I can't believe she's 26. Of course, she's from Japan. Did you know that she's been a fighter since she was 15 years old? 
She made her debut in 2010. Okay, so Mizuki uh, is a tremendous fighter. She started out as a kickboxer, but she's really picked up the other uh, elements of MMA very well. Uh, she was considered, when she was in Japan, one of the top fighters. Now, in Invicta, she didn't have the greatest luck. Sometimes she, you know, she wasn't, uh, she lost. But the main thing is she had knee surgery a couple of years back. So uh, this led her back to Invicta. And she came in uh, last August as a late replacement on the China show. And they had her fighting at flyweight. Okay, and she won that fight. And she said after the fight that she was moving back to strawweight. So uh, this will be her first uh, UFC fight at strawweight. All right. And um, if you wonder, now when she was in China, she had in her corner, uh, she trains now at, um, uh, Mizuki now lives in New York, and she trains at um, uh, Sarah Longo in Long Island. And she had in her corner last in China, um, Aljamain Sterling, and also her manager, Shu Harada, who is translating. Okay, so I expect to see him again. Uh, so she, um, I don't know who, who will be in her corner this time, but again, this is her first fight at uh, Strawweight. I expect her to win here. Her opponent here, Amanda Limos, is from Brazil. Uh, she signed with UFC in 2017. Uh, similar to uh, Amanda Rebus, she was on a uh, two-year drug suspension, but she's not as good a fighter as, as Amanda Lemus. So uh, I'm expecting Mizuki to win this fight. And she has potential to be a top contender in the strawweight division. You know, give her a couple of fights, higher level opponents, she'll do the job. I guarantee you we'll see her as a top contender. She's a really good fighter. Okay. All right. Now, we also have on uh, the weekend, we have uh, on Saturday... First of all, AEW is actually running their episode of Dynamite on 6 p.m. on Saturday because of the NBA, okay? So I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch that. Um, I have no idea. But there's also uh, an NXT TakeOver show on Saturday, and the big match on this is Io Shirai defending her uh, NXT Women's Championship against Dakota Kai. I haven't been that crazy about the buildup for this. They haven't put... Uh, EO on TV enough for my liking, okay? The, her promos are good, but I just want to see her on TV more, you know? And, and Dakota is, you know, doing this heel shtick. You know, it's better than her babyface shtick, but I'm not a huge fan of hers. I really never have. But I don't see uh, Dakota winning this fight unless she has a whole bunch of people come out and help her. But... Uh, don't know if that's going to happen, okay? Now, one other thing is EO has tucked done a couple of uh, Japanese interviews that I expect to see in the next couple of days. I know one of them is with Tokyo Sports. Uh, I'm not sure who the other one is with, but I know she's done two interviews. Okay, and that brings me to SummerSlam. Okay, so SummerSlam, we've got, you know, Bailey defending the, uh, the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship and uh, Sasha Banks defending the Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. So Asuka has two matches on this show. First of all, it's not the first time she's had two matches on a show. Okay, You may recall a few weeks ago, it was a couple of months ago, right? Uh, she had that uh, uh, tag team match with Charlotte against, uh, uh, I 
think it was Sasha and Bailey, if I remember correctly. And then later on in the show, uh, she beat Charlotte. And of course, that was Charlotte's uh, temporary farewell match. Okay. And the thing is, she's a workhorse. She will go out there and steal the show twice. <laughs> you know, they know what she's going to do because that's what she always tries to do. Winning or losing, honestly, doesn't really matter that much to her, but I think in this case, they better give her both wins, okay? I see no sense in having her in that battle royal if they're not going to give her both titles. It makes, it just doesn't make any sense otherwise. But you know, Vince has been weird lately. You don't know what he's going to do, okay? But anyway, so no doubt I'll have those, all those matches, all the ones from the UFC, and the ones from the WWE up on my blog over the weekend. Uh, it's like I said, it's going to be a busy week. And there might be a conflict between the UFC and the NXT TakeOver show. What I've done in the past is when there is a conflict, I will record the NXT TakeOver show and uh, watch it. Uh, watch what I need to watch afterwards. Okay, it's not the first time I've done that. Anyway, that's about it for today. Uh, again, don't forget to check out uh, uh, all those videos on... Um, um, uh, frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, also, I'm going to be doing a, a big topic in women's MMA podcast with Sean Humes tomorrow. We're going to talk about uh, the uh, this week in the UFC, as usual. Uh, again, uh, I always say if you have any questions or comments for either of my podcasts or my blog, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. If you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy this weekend's entertainment, and we'll talk to you later.